Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mitzi, and this is Mitzi, let's think about it. We have Alicia here, and we are going to be talking about mindful spaces. Alicia, if you don't mind introducing yourself or telling me a little bit about what exactly is mindful spaces. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so uh, mindful spaces is the name of my business and the name of the program that I created. So I'm all about simplifying our lives and living basically an intentional life. So decluttering a lot of external stuff that are not really serving us or we don't need and also decluttering from within. So uh, decluttering the things that don't really serve us as well. So traumas, wounds, uh, limiting beliefs, like all this like yuckiness within us that is basically holding us back from living the life we truly desire to live. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, how did you get into this journey? Like, what did you go through to realize this is something that you like doing, that this is something that is good for you as well? Yes, for sure. Oh my gosh, so I have to go into my story. Or maybe, let me take it'll us an quick, hour. It'll be a quick story. <laughs> Fast so forward. I, <laughs> I can summarize it with one sentence and I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So a couple of years ago, I basically lost everything and everyone to finally find myself. I wasn't realizing, growing up, my childhood was a little bit like traumatizing, but I wasn't realizing really what was happening. Like, you know, my father was an alcoholic. He was physically abusing my mom, but I didn't have awareness of it because as kids, we just basically adapt. But because of a bringing like that, I grew up to be a codependent people pleaser. And I wasn't really realizing until I was maybe 35 or so when I found myself in a marriage that was not really happy from the very beginning. I just escaped my childhood and, and wanted to marry someone that is not going to be like physically abusing me and will be quiet. And I found him, but he also had his addictions. So basically, like attracts like. So whatever was familiar for me in my childhood, I attracted in my adulthood because I never healed from my childhood because I never knew that I have to heal from my childhood. So I was married for 10 years and we have a beautiful daughter together. And I decided to, I guess around 35, I started having awareness that I am really broken and I've never, no one never told me that, you know, I have this syndrome of adult child of an alcoholic and all this psychological stuff. So I went into therapy and starting like rediscovering myself. And I realized that I was very much looking for happiness in material possessions. So because I was so disconnected from myself, Myself, yet thinking I am Mrs. Perfect and my husband is the one that is bad and fighting his addictions and he's not doing anything and I'm trying to help him and he's not seeing it because obviously we can't change people. We can only change ourselves. So I decided to divorce and basically heal myself. And through that, I realized that I don't need all the stuff that I was so attached to. And I don't need this big card because I don't really like need it. I don't need all these clothes that I was just buying because I was so disconnected within me. So I was just shopping, basically doing retail therapy instead of regular therapy. So yes, I started like minimizing and letting go. Like we sold a house and I moved with my daughter to a two bedroom apartment, a condo building. And I have so little and, and I am just so happy now because I took time to do all this painful and deep healing 
analyze everything. And so I'm just created the live kind of by design finally, not the live on autopilot, like without any awareness. And that's why I'm so passionate now in helping others realize that I think the key to our being here is to basically heal whatever happened to us over our life. And we may not realize, we may not be conscious of it because 95%, I think we live out of our subconscious. So to get to the subconscious, we need all these kind of events that will break us so we have the awareness. So um, yeah, so that's what happened. So that's my short story. (laughs) No, I like it. Thank you so much. And for me doing these interviews, I've been noticing that a lot of people, they kind of have to go through, as they say, rock bottom, or they go through these experiences where they finally realize that it's time to heal yourself. It's time to focus on yourself and what you really need versus what you really want. And I think once people start realizing that at an earlier age, they can experience happiness sooner, you know, real happiness, not temporary happiness, like that joy that's deep. Joy coming from within and and hundred percent, I hit the rock bottom. I went through a mental breakdown and it was so hard for me because we live in a society that kind of pictures the life that it should be perfect, you know, that mm-hmm. we cannot be sad, that we cannot cry, that we meet with our friends that we have for so many years. But all we do often is just gossip about others. And we are not really allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and share and say like, hey, can we just talk about what's happening within me? Because I feel sad. I feel broken. Like I've never had friendships like that. Now I do because I change. So I'm attracting people that are on the same journey. So all we talk is ourselves. We never talk about people that are not present basically. That's good. And I think it takes a long time for someone to just get to that point right there because gossiping is so okay nowadays. People just make it seem like it's just like saying hello to some people nowadays, especially because there's so many podcasts and TV shows that are mainly focusing just on gossip, that it just makes it easier to continue on gossiping throughout your day-to-day life. And that's nice that you're able to attract more friends that are on the same level as you, because it's hard sometimes to attract that. But it's like you said, once you started implementing that in your life and you went forward, then it just ended up coming right to you. And I think that's very fascinating. And do you think sacrificing, you know, like your job and your relationship to find yourself that it's necessary because some people will hold on to those type of things so that they don't rediscover themselves. But yes, I think like, you know, it was necessary for me because let's say with my job, that was the old me that got the job. That was the old me that was working with men mostly. And I was very like, like I say, like codependent people pleaser. So I was always working overtime, always staying longer, saying yes to everything. Even though my job description wasn't saying 50% of the things I was asked to do, I would be doing everything. Mm -hmm. So when I started like healing and affecting myself more and learning about boundaries, I started saying no. No, and and they you know they just call you names because they don't like it right so you're kind of respecting yourself in the environment that you like you made them so used to disrespecting you and it's not about them it was about me mm-hmm. so I think it's so hard and I know with friends that I know right now it's so common that you do have to disconnect like there's this saying that you can't change people around you but you can change people around you so like you can't change them you change and now you're kind of raising your vibration to these different possibilities and that's why you attract them then different 
one crowd. And I think why people are not doing it because they're afraid to uh, face fear and it's the comfort, right? But mm-hmm. it's, I think it's either or because if you're comfortable, but you're also depressed and like not happy, like comfort is where dreams die to me. Like it's like every yeah. day, I think we, that journey to healing, it's like not, a, I don't consider myself healed. I'm every day I'm facing new challenges and like mm-hmm. new like awareness and like new things that I can transform within me. So I am challenging myself literally on a daily basis, but, and it's more fulfilling. It's like more exciting versus like knowing that like I have to wake up at six, get my daughter to school, go to work, pick her up at six. Like she was poor kid. Like she was in in a childcare for like 10 hours because we were just working and in a chase of what? Like I missed the most precious years really. And that I cannot turn back, but now I am for sure because of this journey, I became more conscious parent. And because I'm aware of how my upbringing, who I am because of my upbringing, now I can be so compassionate towards my daughter and even her, you know, tantrums or whatever it is. I can hold space for that because I know it's not about me like just because she's gonna use a bad word or throw something I know she's just needs to like let go of some emotions it's like not about me that's another good thing of doing the inner work that you don't take things personally so you just know who you are and it just amazes me with my daughter she's 11 Uh, like I just love being her parent and I love how she's challenging me because she may be so naughty and then I will be keeping it like calm I will be calm I would say like you know Natalia I'm just gonna breathe right now I know that you're going through a hard time cream in the pillow through some stuff but I will be here for you when you like when that emotion is out and then she will like most likely after an hour apologize and say you know what mom it was this and this that happened at school and I kind of like throw it at you so like I'm not like, you know, spanking her or yelling at her or giving her consequences because I have the capacity right now to like to be there for her because I know that I would never express myself growing up and I know how damaging it is. So uh, yeah, I think it's just to answer your question, like, yes, people, and I was also afraid of, let's say, doing divorce. I'm in Canada, I'm Polish, I was born in Poland, I came to Canada in 2006. So I have no family here, like no one. So even making a decision about divorce, I was like, how am I going to be able to do it? Where am I going to get money for a lawyer? Like, how is this going to like work out? But once you like, once you make that decision, because you really know that you're in something unhealthy. And we're also, again, I'm repeating the same pattern. I'm damaging my daughter even because she's being raised in the dynamics that I was raised in, like a little bit healthier because there was no physical abuse, but there's mental abuse. So it was so scary for me, but I did it. And once you choose yourself and there will being of your soul the universe will conspire like it's just it's gonna happen and it did happen like the money showed up for the lawyer like everything was like whoa 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 and I think that's what it is it is scary but then we're so divinely supported once we choose ourselves it's just not even funny like really (laughs) no I most definitely agree with what you're saying and everything that you're saying is making perfect sense because sometimes once you finally align yourself where you need to be or where you want to be better to say everything eventually just adds up perfectly and with mindful spaces is that kind of what you're teaching people is basically how to or if you don't mind explaining 
yeah so mindful spaces like i just named it like mindfulness right so being like present with yourself mm-hmm. and my program that i develop is basically like three steps so it's a decluttering and simplifying so let's just get rid of this fantasy that material possessions are going to bring us happiness because like they want we don't really want to get fulfillment from those things because that's a very temporary thing mm-hmm. so i'm guiding women mostly i work with women on how to like declutter so like let's just get rid of the stuff that we accumulated especially when we're moms like we tend to also feel guilty that we don't have time for kids so we overbuy on toys and we don't have any boundaries with family members so stuff is keep on coming into the space and then we're so overwhelmed that we don't have time for laundry we don't have time for cooking we don't have time for cleaning because the more we have the less time we have for everything but the less we have the more time we have finally for ourselves and so mindful spaces because I really am passionate to like convince moms that we do have to put ourselves first because if we're not going to put ourselves first we cannot like give from an empty cup we have to first fill our own cup to be able to raise kids that are you know happy healthy and maybe less traumatized as we were because we all experience trauma no i i think that's so true yeah so i help them like through those steps like decluttering the physical spaces cleaning up like introducing minimalism even though like i don't consider myself a minimalistic person but like simplifying basically simplifying bringing awareness to another step is minimize meditate manifest so meditate basically bringing awareness to traumas because so many of us were not aware that we may think we had a happy childhood because we think what happy is is what we saw right but then we have to kind of unlock stuff within us that we like imprinted from society it's like we're like a little bit like a computer like we create folders and we put okay this is my father was angry and my mom was just like being quiet so this is how life works so I'm gonna be now a quiet person through life that's not the truth right that's just the programming that we just embodied into our subconscious so I'm kind of gently through all the years mean therapy and different courses guiding them pro like introduction to inner work and healing and connecting with that inner child within us that maybe didn't receive what was hoping for uh, in their childhood so I'm helping them introducing them to this healing journey and then the last step is manifesting so when you like clear all the junk from the external and a little bit from the internal like you would say before you're raising your vibration so you're no longer here you're kind of stepping a couple of it's like climbing the hill right our journey in life should be like basically climbing the mountain knowing that it's peaks and valleys it's not really a straight going up it's like one step forward two steps back so Mm -hmm. the more i think we release the better our like we're clearing ourselves our external spaces and internal spaces and we're just attracting something different we we are being more clear on our purpose also in life because our purpose is not only to be a mom and raise um, children right we it's beautiful Mm -hmm. that we're bringing them here but so often we make it all about kids and then we feel so empty when they grow up and they leave the houses and we didn't take time to discover ourselves our gifts our passions I talked to so many moms that they say like oh I really love photography but I don't have time for this like make time it's possible like it is possible just like a little bit of self-care like nothing is gonna happen and the less we have the more time we have basically to yeah to follow whatever we love yeah I think everything that you're teaching other mothers and other women is very important because I've, I've said that to my mom before I became a mother 
how she needs to remember that you were you before you became a mother and you shouldn't feel guilty for trying to find yourself again and you shouldn't feel guilty for trying to rediscover yourself in better words you know it's it's not fair because once your child leaves you then what is that you know what are you then you're rediscovering yourself at 50 or 60 or 70 even because depending on how many children you have you're always going to identify yourself as a mother but what else can you identify yourself you could identify yourself as a preacher as a teacher as you know anything in the world that you are passionate about you can consider yourself to be as well and i think that's beautiful how you are helping other mothers you know guiding them through this path that it's okay to find yourself it's okay to love yourself it's okay mm-hmm. to you know let your baby cry or you know do whatever you got to do to make you happy again because you know me being a new mother I had to realize I'm not just a mother. You know, I was a woman before I was a mother. And now that I'm a mother, I felt myself losing myself in that stigma. Oh, you're only a mother now. Now you have to act like this. You have to dress like this. You got to be like this. And it's like, oh, I was getting so stressed out because no, I'm me. I'm Mitzi. I can still be me. And it took a while for me to realize that, you know, it took a couple of weeks because <laughs> he's only a month old, but still like I had to remind myself and it's still like a constant thing, kind of like you said where healing never stops. There's no ending point of healing. There's no No. ending points of the trauma that you face when you're a child. There's really none. It just continues on as long as you understand it and accept it and you're able to reframe it so that it no longer hurts you is the biggest key. And I think that is amazing how you are teaching because some women, they don't have that concept or they weren't exposed because like you said, generational acceptance, seeing what the past generation did and thinking it's okay. That's the normal. That's what everybody does in my family. So I might as well just do it too. And it's not right. You know, you got to stop these curses. You got to stop these continuous bad habits that continue on because you didn't want your daughter to be exposed to that. And I don't want my child to be exposed to certain things that I was exposed to as a child. You know, it's not fair for them to live a life that I seen before, you know, or my parents seen or my grandparents seen. 100%. That's why it's so important to surround yourself with people that like you know the people that were saying you like oh now you're like no one you're going to be a mom because probably they still are not able to choose themselves and change their identity so they want you really to come on their side right so Mm -hmm. and that's what we want to kind of avoid like it doesn't mean that we have to eliminate those people but like I know from my experience I think the worst year for me was 2020 like that's when COVID hit and that's when I decided that I have to disconnect from my old crowd because I'm just gonna like be even more depressed so I was so I felt so like alone but then I was so committed to my healing so for a year I only had my best friend and I remember like crying to my coach I was like how am I gonna like meet those new people that were gonna understand me that I just turned my world upside down but it makes sense like yes it's crazy it's painful but also it feels so like good and he was saying like don't worry don't worry it's gonna come it's gonna come just be patient you're gonna build your own community and that's what 
happened like uh, 2021 I started like connecting I was already like feeling better so I could attract new people and uh, like literally now I have friends that are coaches that are service workers that are yoga teachers like whatever I'm doing and I'm so passionate about that's who I'm attracting right now so it's just like amazing how it works and no one is going to tell me oh like you're crazy because you know you're single or you should look for someone because it's easier with men and Mm -hmm. I'm like for sure it's nice to be in a relationship but I'm like patiently waiting I'm not gonna rush through it because I I'm okay by myself like I don't need someone to you know save me or to feel more secure Mm -hmm. I desire a partner and partnership but I don't want to be with someone just because it's going to be easier you know exactly and I think the fact that you were married before and you realized that your identity was tied up in the marriage before that's what made you realize that you're okay being single you know it happens to me to be honest I think anybody who goes through a toxic relationship realizes that it was really toxic because you lost your identity it it became really toxic because you lost who you were and all of your guards went down and everything went flip flop and all over the place you know and then once you finally get out of that you realize you again you know you kind of realize I don't want to identify myself with anybody that is like that or I don't want to associate or be around anything like that because it's not good for myself you know and I think that is very important that people need to try to re-identify themselves or just relearn themselves and learn to be okay being alone you know just having that single life because sometimes people jump into relationships right after college or right after high school and they're just in their relationship and they don't realize that they lost themselves until years later until they realize who am I you know and I think everybody has to ask themselves that question who are you you know who really is Alicia who really is Mitzi you know who really is Joe down the street I don't know but (laughs) yeah I think it's much it's much harder to do it yes when you like go into marriage and you're in this relationship you're kind of settled and it's like cozy you know the future you just work and then you go on a weekly vacation but then it's just like yeah like it's very like shallow and so Mm -hmm. it's hard to do I think it's I think it's very hard to do this work when you're in a situation like that and like we say at the beginning like something has to happen to kind of like shake the relationship a little bit and also it's just so common even me connecting with moms that it still amazes me that we're in 2022 and there a lot of relationships look like that that we are a mom and the mom is like responsible for everything because the Mm -hmm. dad is working but then the mom is also working and has to do the work and but also kids and all these like you know activities and the dad no so it's like are we in a partnership because that's what I desire to be in the partnership so then there's no such a thing as a mom and a dad like we're two separate individuals and following our passions and our purpose and also raising beautiful human beings together but we have the same responsibilities in our household there is no such a thing as woman just does all this thing because the man is working and versus the woman is also working like I just can't wrap my head about this (laughs) no I most definitely agree it baffles me how it's just acceptable for men to just work and have an occasional beer after work or barely take out the trash and it's okay that's good for you a for effort you get a gold star but for us women we have to do everything and more and not complain about it 
and not ask for any help or not do this and not do that. And it's just, I feel that women have a lot of pressure to be a certain way and to be a certain image. And it's time for this generation and the next generation is every generation now needs to realize we need to let that go. You know, we need to be okay. We need to let that go. And we have to be vulnerable. Like we cannot be just like allowing for all of this. Like, I don't think a woman can be really happy. if like, yeah, like my husband is just asking me like, what's wrong with me? Because I can kind of like not performing well with all these like things around the household. And I'm like, well, the true partnership is not what's wrong with you. It's like, how can I help you? I can see that you're being overwhelmed. So how can I pitch in? Mm -hmm. But then again, it's going back to the basis of the relationships. It's are we settling or are we in a partnership? And usually when we're settling, we're so afraid of being vulnerable with the partners because either we're afraid of rejection or sometimes aggression or Mm -hmm. sometimes like, oh yeah, just too much. You are too much. Just I'm working and you just tackle it. And that's not partnership. Yeah, that's just very unhealthy dynamics. And so many of us, unfortunately, are stuck in those dynamics. That's true. And just a quick question before we start wrapping up the show. What motivates you or what keeps you motivated to keep going and keep doing mindful spaces and helping other people? What motivates me? My growth. Like I'm on this journey of like constant like growth and overcoming like new obstacles. And I also want to be of service. I believe that we all came here to be of service to others. I, through all my marriage and being so financially like great and, you know, we had a nice house and uh, cars and we were going on vacation. I was never contributing to others. I was never contributing to charities, like never there of service to others. It was all about my mortgage, my household, you know, and my well-being, but it was never about others. So this journey of healing made me realize that we came here actually mostly to contribute to one another. And it's not about me. It's about like sharing what I've learned and being of service to others. So I'm also engaged in different charities. My heart goes to Nicaragua and that's another story, but I'm very connected to Nicaragua because the kids there have, I engage in some small communities in Northern um, Nicaragua. And I, I just saw how little those kids have and how happy they are. So my business always, I contribute 10% of my income to help and support a school in a small village in Nicaragua and uh, yeah just give like a, some sort of better lifestyle to those kids so I think that's what motivates me just to like help others because we really don't need much especially in Northern America we have like so much and even now I'm Polish so there's war in Ukraine like we are right on the border yeah. and even that made me convince me even more that like material possessions and what we so strive to buy all this new junk and just stuff and expensive clothes like we don't need it like in the event of war like even when we die we're not taking anything of us except for our soul and so that's why mm-hmm. we want to heal our soul so like you know we're better off out there whenever we're going and we cannot take anything with us yeah. but what we did what we contributed the lives we changed that stays within us but whatever we purchase is not going to be with us i think what you said is refreshing very refreshing <gasps> just because i see that all the time in other podcast shows we're not living for ourselves other people are affected by what we do and vice versa you know all just comes back as a 360 back around one way or another where my life will affect somebody else's life some way somehow and I applaud you for affecting a village in Nicaragua and helping those children because I seen videos and I watch documentaries and and I see the life of you know third world countries and you know small countries 
And it's crazy how humble they are. You know, these children and these adults, they're so humble by the smallest of things. And like you said, even in war, what are you worrying about when you're gathering your things? You're just worrying about your life and the ones that you love and just the clothes on your back is sufficient. You know, and people don't realize that when you're put in these situations, then you realize what really matters. And it's like you said, you're not taking anything with you. All this materialistic things, they will rot, they will rust, they would die and be dead and mean nothing when it's your time to go. And I feel that a lot more people need to have that type of perspective so that they can be happy with the small things and be humble and feel motivated and grateful just for what they have already, you know? And I feel that once people do that, the depression of not having enough or the worry of not having enough would just drift away because your mind is not focused on that anymore. Your mind is focused on other people and how to help somebody. And, you know, and I sometimes even have goals where I got to make sure at least somebody smiles or I'm able to help somebody eat lunch for that day or a week or whatever whatever, you know? So I feel that once people have that perspective, I think sometimes we also get lost. Like I, and I've heard that many times people like telling me like, Oh, you're not going to save the world. Well, if we all going to say it, yeah, we're not going to do it. But Mm -hmm. imagine if anyone will contribute a dollar to something and it's like billions of people on this planet. Yeah, we will save the world, but it's the small, very tiny steps and actions that we take collectively as a collective that really matters. So yeah, maybe my 10%, yeah, it's not going to save, but will that like improve someone's life? It will. And, um, and I'm so happy to do it. That's good. That's good. And Alicia, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? Any maybe advice or any motivation or anything at all that you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up the show completely? Like my message this month is like really for moms to remember of their self-care, like to wake up 15 minutes before your regular alarm and just like, you know, if you don't do meditation or yoga, it's fine. Just sit with yourself, take take some time, like put your right hand on your heart, left hand on your belly and just connect with your body because we're so in a headspace the moment we wake up and go into this like run mode and that it's so nice to just take some time to ourselves first first thing in the morning. And yeah, if you can try that and watch your life changing, because that's how I started waking up before the sun uh, wakes up and just taking time to myself just sets me up for such an awesome day uh, versus just waking up to the rush of a day right away. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that advice, because I think I need to start doing that most definitely for my sanity, just to remember that I am not just a mother. I am a human being. I'm a woman and I can do this. And thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. 